Material Components, Season 2, Episode 43, Decision Points. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there. I'm your humble dragon master, Mike Gergoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Heck yeah. Thank you, Mike. Eh, see? See? Bring it back? Yes, no. we all know how to thank people. Great. Good. Who are we? I'd thank you to introduce uh... yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> one of these days it'll happen just like no no i just it, the the problem is always i assume that you guys are gonna do some dumb bit and i like to leave space for that you should stop assuming we'll do anything <laughs> yeah uh, uh, substance. Uh, hey everybody i'm olivia and i play florian of Akalar. i'm elliot and i play shay I am Michael, and I'm playing Oswald Octavian Theophilus III. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Amari. Indeed. And of course, before we begin today's session, I have to ask the same question I ask every time, and that is, what happened last time? Well, I'll tell you what happened last time. <gasps> because we have reached the end of an arc, as it were, and we now find ourselves following our stalwart team of adventurers, the team known as Oracle Zero. Finders of the Cole Foundation, this intrepid group has gone about doing a great many things since we have began this journey. They helped topple a possibly fake dictator on the... World of Talgon Three. They helped establish order on a former corporate world of Asclipsis, and they have hunted down and confronted the terrorist organization known as the Children of Atir. Along the way, they've crossed paths with a great many folk and made maybe one or two big important enemies, not least of which is the super corporation known as Aegis Tech Solutions. A scion of whose ruling body is, in fact, one of your direct superiors at the Cole Foundation. Operations Director Victoria Silvaro, a distaff member of the Silvaro family who, in fact, owns and operates Aegis Tech Solutions. This is, of course, due to some secret moon base shenanigans that were precipitated upon your first adventures on Talgon 3, but has since spiraled into larger and larger machinations across a few worlds at this point, and now you sit upon a trove of information that could likely lead to escalations in what is known as a house war, a civil war within the Conus Empire that would cause untold devastation across the galaxy, especially on the heels of the last great galactic war known as the Shattering. Now, most of that was irrelevant to your search for the children of Aetir, though there were some background things happening there when it came to a large trove of fey creatures that Shay was looking after, 
let us say. Was. Yeah. 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 We'll we'll kind of see how 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 much this uh is an accurate uh metaphor, but uh sort of looking after them as a child does a Tamagotchi. Yep, yep. And much <laughs> yep. like a Tamagotchi, you came back to that flashing light, a lot of poop on the screen, and maybe some disappointment. Yeah. Listen, I I had a lot of homework, and my room was messy. <laughs> I couldn't find it. It's true. But along your journey to hunt down the children of Aetir, a terrorist organization made up of disillusioned soldiers, formerly of both the Khanus Empire and the Minos Dominion, you knew that some of these individuals were former associates of your team leader, Amari. You also knew that they were dabbling in dangerous and strange technologies known as God's Tech. These strange devices dug up from the mists of the ancient past have odd properties which allow them to do a great many wondrous things, not the least of which was annihilating Aether. You know. That thing that everybody uses to make technology work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also and it's in all of our bodies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also that. As you have been investigating the children of Aetir and their use of God's tech, you yourselves stumbled across some interesting patches of God's tech, not least of which were the immense, strange Chronal Atlas that you found within the trail of the children of Aetir. Oswald managed to access that information and peer through the veils of time, which I'm sure will have very few ramifications going forward. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been fine. Not least among those ramifications was the identification of Oswald by a certain marauding horde of fungus lizards on Florian's home system of Akalar. We go way back. <laughs> but after confronting the children of Aetir with the help of a interesting mercenary group. Good and professional are the, <laughs> the words that I would use for them. <laughs> They're professionally good at something, that's for sure. I, You know, see, the thing is, I don't even think they are. I, I don't think they're good at anything. I mm. think they're probably like the the 12th choice on everyone's list, on a list that goes to five. <laughs> I believe what I said last time is that they are uh, cost efficient, is what they are. Mm. But with the help of Red's dogs, you manage to assault the children of Aetir where they live, on the planet Awari 6. It was there that you confronted a fellow mech pilot, Amari, one who you greatly suspected was a soldier who you knew from the Shattering, who had been discharged mid-conflict due to... uh, uh, upsetting shifts in morality, even within the scape of the war. That being said, you never got confirmation that it was this individual on the inside of this mech, because some weird shit happened in the middle of that fight. God. What precisely happened, you're still not sure. 
All you do know is that the enemy mech was hollowed out like some kind of hard-boiled egg missing its yolk. Mm. And all you discovered was an empty shell and a missing pilot. But you managed to recover the god's tech in question and make your daring escape just before Red's dogs turned on you. Mm-hmm. Love those guys. <laughs> They're the best. And an escape you did make taking Shuttle Number 7 back up into orbit of Awari 6, getting back aboard the Tiresian, your ship that is was given to this team by the Cole Foundation, with God's Tech and a certain turncoat from the Children of A-Tier, a soldier known as Harcourt, in tow, you made your escape. The first jump away from Awari 6 is made nearly at random. Your pilot, Duma, old stalwart Duma, who has transported you between all of these adventures with nary a complaint to the danger that you've been hurling yourselves into. He selects a destination less concerned about the direction it is taking you and more about the speed at which you can get there and away from Red's Dogs. A foible of the warp technology of the Dragon's Wake is that it is nearly impossible to track where somebody is going once they enter warp. It's not as though your given direction is possible to establish if you just disappear in a great glowing green sphere of energy like you do. So when that first warp happens, aware as you are that the Hound's gun, the warship piloted by Red Bartlett and Red's dogs, is hot on your heels, knowing that you're the only witnesses to their quote-unquote victory over the children of Aetir. You do manage to get away, though. It is on that first nearly random warp, still choosing a destination, not just skipping blindly off into the void. That would be near suicide. But as you feel that shift, that lurch, as the shutters on the viewports of the Tiresian close to blind you from the green hells that await out in the void, you feel that sigh as you know you are safe. There is still a lot of questions about what you're going to be doing with this god's tech that you have now recovered, the Annihilator, that strange floating pillar which can destroy anything with Aether in it, or the Aether itself, which then causes the thing to destabilize, it's still a little unclear, the exact mechanism of what happens there. What you do know is that the second piece of god's tech you commandeered was a bowl, some kind of strange amplifier which, it seems, may amplify a great many things due to the testing that Shay did <laughs> upon finding it. I don't like it. It's Very bad, scientific. Bad, bad bull. <laughs> well, between the Annihilator and the bad bull, you now have two very interesting pieces of God's tech in your possession. You also have the soldier known as Harcourt, in your custody? Keeping? 
At the very least, he has nowhere else to go. So questions about what to do with those three things, where your next destination is, and what's next for Oracle Zero is all on the table. You're safe for now aboard the Tiresian. This first warp, three minutes in green, taking you out and away from the last dangers presented by Awari-6. Shay, upon returning to your room, you would notice that your fey terrarium seems to be far less populated than it once was, with the readouts letting you know that there is but a single presence left within this containment data chem, essentially, that you've constructed. It is, I believe, we've described it as like a burner data pad that you were just using yeah. to store a bunch of fey in there. Yeah. And now there is but one. Oh, there is but one. But which one? That's a very good question. It'll be dying to meet us. <laughs> oh, die. Maybe it ate the other ones. Maybe it went full, full beta fish. I hope it beta fished these other fey. Yeah. Because that means whatever it is is dangerous as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um. But the four of you, plus Harcourt, plus Duma, are aboard the Tiresian. And when you get out of warp, it will be up to you to decide where to go next. What to do with the things you have captured. And figure out what's going on. So, Oracle Zero, the day is yours. What would you like to do with it? Perhaps um, a celebra celebratory uh, be uh, beverage for everybody. Uh, job well done. Uh, <laughs> would everyone like... Uh, I, I, have, I think I still have plenty of the 12 loco in my room. I believe I had a whole pallet uh, put on. Um, would, would, would anybody else like one? I'll, I'll certainly have one. No, I'm, I'm think good. At least... No? Most of us should be sober for this. Oh, excellent. Uh, Oswald just like still cracks four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He has his, well, he was going to crack four for himself and then would crack four for the rest of us, you know, or three for the rest <laughs> of us. He's got his customary four spouted straw. <laughs> got, uh, uh, you know, 12 loco hat straws mm -hmm. going to my mouth. Yeah. That sounds um, cool. you, you got those for turning in bottle caps. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he was um, number one. <laughs> <laughs> Am I really going to uh, desecrate this, this uh, grave for money? Of course I am. <sighs> I, I, being worried about the uh, sudden but inevitable betrayal of Red's dogs, I, I know we're uh warping but i would like to uh, at least scan or see if i can find any sort of tracker uh they may have placed on us because i'm sure this wasn't an immediate like thought they had once the battle was uh, you know dwindling hmm. okay yeah uh, so you i know we treat red and his dogs like a bunch of idiots but just in case they're not <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm 
Oh, I could use the bad ball again. If I thought about a tracking device on the ship, it would just, like, zoom me right there. We should probably be very cautious with how we use that item, at least until we fully understand its capabilities. Yeah, maybe let's not do that whilst in the void. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not in the void. I mean, (laughs) that would be super narratively interesting, but no, 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 no. I don't think all of us being wiped out in the void would be super narratively interesting. I I don't know. We'd get back to the other campaign, though, wouldn't we? (laughs) Oh, that's true. We're not long there. It's not like like, like we want for things to do. (laughs) Mike just makes us wait for another year before we can do season three just out of spite. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess it at that point, be spite I... it would be Antissa. Stop it! Wait for it. Say it. Patient. <laughs> we can all die happy now. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if, given the vast amount of sensors we have on this ship, if running a diagnostic on the ship itself is possible to detect any sort of anomalies or if those are all give like since they're all outward facing away from the ship if that's going to aid us in any way no you might as well try yeah yeah and and you've detected stuff on the ship before when oswald's messed with the sensors before he has uh run down strange signatures that were on the ship true looking at you florian did oswald tell us about that (laughs) yeah or nay I don't believe so. No. Okay. 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 Well, I, I, hey. I don't fully understand the readings. I, I'll take a look at it. Don't want to alarm anyone unnecessarily. Mm. Oh, in that case, I will. I, I would recruit Oswald uh, to help yes. run some some uh, scans of the. Ship. Aye, aye, Captain. Wait, you're not a captain, yeah. are you? No. What do we call you? I'm not a captain. What can I call you? Amari. Mm, I need something a bit more official. Because if you're if you're a Mari, then you're just another person. Okay, it's wrong Captain. with being a person. I don't. Well, there's nothing wrong. It's just I'm supposed we're supposed to look at you as some sort of de facto team leader. I guess I could just call you team leader. Team leader. Yeah. I am on the okay. mission. All right. <laughs> Twelve logos <laughs> in each hand. No, no. I, I yeah, the caffeine down. Really kicking in oh no. <laughs> Oh, what a treat Oswald is. I love him. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I can assist. Or do you just want me to do it? Uh, I, I don't know how, Mike, how this is going to work specifically. Is this some sort of role you would like one of us to make or just using the systems? If you're waiting till you're out of warp, so you wait the three minutes and yeah. then start scanning the ship to see if there are any tracers. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think that would necessarily facilitate a role. You're fairly familiar with the ship's sensor arrays. You still haven't done a lot of testing with it. You've done a little bit of poking around, and you know some of their capabilities. So you have a basic idea of how to do this, and you're high enough in uh, AetherTech to accomplish this task pretty easily. Okay. When you leave the first warp you find yourselves in a star system you don't recognize. The classification of it is just a string of letters and numbers. 
There are two planets in this system, neither of which are habitable. One is a gas giant, one is just an empty ball of rock that is too close to the sun. And the only reason you stopped here is because essentially Duma spun the ball and landed on this particular little waypoint that is actually farther out towards the edge of space. Uh, So it's kind of in the opposite direction of where anything is. You know, we could just keep going, you know? Like, we're on the edge, but it's not really an edge, if you think about it. We could just just keep going. These are the thoughts I have. I don't know. That was a thought. Yeah. So, scanning the ship for trackers, tracers, you don't find anything like that. The thing you do find is some rather strange equipment on the ship for broadcasting signals. It's not like anything you've ever seen before. And it might explain how you were able to receive or send any kind of signal to and from the void when you talk to Mr. Zinn, because that shouldn't be possible. Right. Oh. Okay. And that was, like, that's been there the whole time. Apparently. Well, I guess we wouldn't know. It's, it's Aethertech that this uh, communication is... Yeah, highly experimental. You've never seen anything like it, but it is. When you are looking for things that are, like, projecting signals from the ship, that's something you stumble across. Cool. Is there, like, a... Can I... Is there, like, a designer? Or or is there, like... <laughs> Like a, a plate in inside that you can you can look at and it's like, oh, it was designed by Fear Corp or something. I don't know. Uh do you have anything in investigation under perception? Maybe? Um I have a D eight in investigation. Okay. Then yeah, it wouldn't be super hard to put together that this system at the very least. You don't know about the whole craft in general. Mm-hmm. But This particular system seems to have been made by several worlds that are associated with uh, a collection of states known as the uh, Freehold Republics. They are a fairly large conglomerate of independent, what might be considered outer kingdoms, uh, though they're cohesive enough that they're considered a larger entity than that. Um, They are basically the other biggest Midrian civilization in the Dragon's Wake, other than the Khanas Empire. They're mostly located in the borders between the western and southern reaches. Gotcha. Were they just kind of uh, a neutral party during, during the war? Uh, yes, in fact, they were trying to broker a peace during the war. They failed, oh. but they were Points attempting to yeah, broker a peace. Hmm. One of their big claims to galactic fame is that they are fiercely dedicated to eliminating the slave trade in the galaxy. Nice. Like them. So, yeah. To the point where they have a whole branch of their military dedicated to that task. Fuck yeah. Did you say what part of the galaxy they've got? Like, 
it's a it's a scattering. It, it, they don't exactly have like a condensed chunk of the galaxy like the mm-hmm. way the Dominion did or the Empire does. They're a loose conglomeration okay. of republics, democratic systems that are allied together in economic and wartime situations. They're a little bit like think the European Union. Yeah, mostly they're just a massive thorn in the Conus Empire side. Oh, they sound lovely. They can be. Yeah. I'm sure it's complicated. It's very complicated. (laughs) Galactic politics. Huzzah. But yeah, apparently a lot of their uh, watermarks are all over the ship and this system in particular. Hmm. Interesting. Well, uh, good news is I do not believe that there is any sort of um, device uh, for tracking. It I guess it turns out that Red's dogs are as incompetent as we first assumed. That is a relief. <laughs> Perfect. Great. Cool. That's that's that is my immediate concern. So, uh, so do you want to learn our... what I do? You want to learn what I found out about? Uh, I found out a lot of information about the sensors aboard the ship, and not really? the whole. Uh, Oh, yes, yes. Well, it turns out that the sensors, which can be used to communicate while in the void, which is seemingly impossible, were actually, right. and I, I would say that Oswald goes on for, for a bit until somebody stops him, of course. Um, um, Amari has developed a twitch in one of his eyes. <laughs> no reason. Just he, He's got it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. O- Oswald, that's, uh, yeah, that's great. I, um, uh, I really have to use the the facility. So if you, you know, if you don't mind, I'm gonna go do that. Well, I can like I can talk. Minutes. I can I can talk uh, uh, from outside. Uh, I, I can project my voice if you need me to. No, 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 no. Uh, that's nope. that's okay. Uh, nope. We can we can have another information session. And, oh, another, that's fair. Another yes. time. Oh, right. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Duma's letting the ship drift a little while you are. At this point, this just random nowhere spot in the galaxy. Again, the way movement through the galaxy works is you warp three minutes across an unbelievable amount of space, and then you're sitting, doing basically nothing, while your ship recharges and your warp drives roll over and reset. Yeah. Oh, hey, Mike, I bet it feels really, really great coming out of the void, not in the tank. Yeah, it's not great, actually. Oh, it's not great this time? No, no. There's this tugging sensation that you feel just behind the navel. Interesting. (sighs) Very interesting. The physical sensation is definitely semi-euphoric. It's like breathing in and getting way more air than you're expecting and just having that fully oxygenated feeling throughout your body. And Oswald and Florian, you get a similar sensation. The over-oxygenated one or the tugging sensation? Both. They're not as dramatic as what Shay is feeling, but they're, it's notable. Huh. Is this the first time that we have felt that going through warp? Yes. Interesting. Yeah, that's strange. I don't know. 
past that. And Oswald, when the ship dropped out of warp, there's this tugging sensation behind your... Avia wouldn't have navels. They're born out of eggs. Uh, is it in his... His cloak? Or whatever. Somewhere near his midsection. In your little butthole. <laughs> family show. Uh, no, it's not. We have I several mean, episodes oh that God. are rated E on iTunes. But yeah, Oswald, you just you definitely feel this distinct sensation of pulling, like something's dragging at you as the ship is coming out of warp. Are we all in sort of the central? I don't know. Bit. I don't. I don't. I don't know the layout of the ship. Um, I'm sure there'd be like a like a a mess hall of sorts, just a small one. Yeah. So as far as the layout of the ship is concerned, I've described this before, but I'll describe it again. There is a big cargo bay that is the lowest level of the ship. The largest level of the ship is the mid section, which contains a mess hall crew quarters, there is the communications array, and a couple of gun batteries that have been converted into communications equipment, and then the top level of the ship is the bridge and the isolation chamber. I could get you an exact layout, but I don't have that right now. Yeah, yeah Florian would eventually find his way back there. Yeah, I'm sure. And yeah, the cargo hold is where, like, shuttle number seven is kept, and... Tux it has his little repair bay. It's not a little repair bay. It's a big repair bay. <laughs> big, for big boys. Big boys. Big Relatively. <laughs> so yeah, there's like a central meeting location with like a, a bit of a low table and there's less of a galley and more just like cabinets where you can get food out of and maybe a micro uh, microwave equivalent uh, uh, along one wall that you could use to heat stuff up with. It's perfect. Harcourt would definitely be sequestering himself down in the cargo bay. He really hasn't left the cargo bay all that much. He doesn't... It seems like he doesn't feel welcome in any of the other parts of the ship. Well, he's not. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Unfortunately, This is partially... This is partially because every time he comes up out of the cargo bay, Florian just, like, watches everything he does. <laughs> so he sticks to the cargo bay. Well, I suppose this is when we should probably discuss a few things. Um, one, where to go. Two, what to do with the doomsday devices that we found. And three, well, our, I don't know what to call him. Our, you can just call him Harcourt. Yes, our, our Harcourt. Mm. No, no. So, I mean, what should we start with? Should Harcourt be at least present for the conversation about himself? Yeah. I, I mean, we should at least take into account what he wants to do. And Yes. Yeah. I mean, if he is looking to, you know, atone for what he's done... He might have some ideas, ways in which he can do that. So you want to bring him up and into this conversation? I think probably, maybe we should hold off on that until the end so we can discuss everything else first. And do you want to include Duma in this conversation? Yes. Yes, Yes, I believe so. 
Duma is a valuable member of our team. In soft has... focus in the background, watching the drink he's heating in the microwave spin on the little tray. <laughs> is it clockwise or counterclockwise, Mike? This is important for the narrative. First one, then the other. Ooh. It double rotates. This is the future. Yeah. And then there's a little ding. All right. goes, Hooray! Coffee's done. <laughs> so, uh, where we were do we being upload these things earlier? And I think that that's because we were trying to put off <laughs> this exact part of the episode. Between you all on the table sits the the large floating pillar thing in the bowl. I'm assuming not trusting them to just sit in the cargo bay with Harcourt. Oh, not really. No. <laughs> it, it's not so much that I like. I don't trust him with them, but I don't trust him with them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. Hmm. I'm honestly more worried that he would get <laughs> that he would like hurt himself. <laughs> Yeah. This bowl like would, sucks. Yeah, like he would touch the bowl and just be like, I use the sun now. Oh god. Yeah. He can't find his way back to his body and he's Well, done. that would I mean that that would solve that problem for us but pretty like, handily. We wouldn't know. Like what happens if he was just like, gosh, you know the one who wronged me was a Magus and all of a sudden he's just inhabiting a Magus's body. Who knows? We don't know what happens. We don't know. Yeah. So, I assume shading that mentioned... one down. No, damn it, Mike! Fuck. Well, see, no, we're gonna figure out what to do with this bowl, and then he's not gonna be able to. (laughs) Yes, there's only one of these, I'm sure. In the entirety of Dragon's Wake, there can only be one. It's God's tech. There's like thirteen different individual. They're like the uh, the the little items in Shaolin Showdown. They're all unique. Hmm. Yeah. More of a Jackie Chan Adventures yep. kind of guy myself, so they're a little bit yeah, like Yeah, but talismans. those are all talismans, but like they look the same, you know? The thing about mm-hmm. the, uh, the, uh, oh, fuck, what were those things called? Hold on. Here's this section where we continue to put off the important conversation we're trying to have while I Google something. <laughs> by, goof- by goofing. <laughs> while you're Googling. Uh, Duma, you do know that these, uh, and he holds up a 12 loco, these have much more caffeine than, than, than your average coffee beverage. Yes, they also have a lot more alcohol, and Duma does not drink that. Oh, gotcha. Well, enjoy the coffee. How, how is it? Is coffee? Uh, uh, he says as though that's like, is a sunrise good? <laughs> I think so. I... Like the idea of Oswald being like, wait, this has alcohol in it. <laughs> wait a minute, that doesn't make No wonder I love these things so much. My goodness. <laughs> uh, uh, that'd be um, the Shengong Wu mm-hmm. the items in Shaolin Showdown. Fuck, what are we going to do with these things? I don't know. <sighs> okay, so uh, I, I have posited the idea of sending them off into the blackness of space, just infinite darkness at the edge of the galaxy, just out the airlock my, and gone. My problem with that is we're probably all going to be slipping in and out of character voices during this whole thing, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Because, um, like, that's not 
too different from my suggestion of just put them back where they came from or so help me. So help me. Yeah. In, in, in the main issue of someone could just find them again. And sure, it's less likely if we just shoot them into a random part of space, but... We could, um, you know, drop them into a, uh, a sun. <laughs> yeah, is there just yeah. Uh, is there a black hole readily accessible that we can just kind oh, of sure. drop I mean, it down you know, a proverbial toilet? Drop okay. it into a event horizon, and that could but just, yeah. you know. it, like... That's that's great and all until it gives the sun like sentience or something. Yeah. And then, well, which I guess is we why don't know. We don't even know how to destroy them either. So like exactly. So this brings up an excellent point. Good, uh, excellent, Florian Amari. Well done. Now we don't know yeah, very much about. Well, they said <laughs> the specific thing. We're all doing a great job here. Sorry to leave you out, Shay. No, that's fine. I was fucking with you. We don't fully understand the capabilities of these things. Therefore, we do not know exactly how to dispose of them properly, safely. I don't like so where perhaps, this is going. So perhaps if we were to hold on to them for a little bit uh, and study their properties, perhaps we could discover uh, the best way to dispose of them. Duma will raise his hand. Yes, Duma. You don't have to raise your hand. You can just speak. Oh, uh, what about giving them to the Cole Foundation? Well, how are they going to dispose of them? They would give it to people who know about God's tech stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of afraid of. Yeah. <laughs> there are so people who study my... these things, yes? I believe so, yes. Duma. So were you... No, you weren't there because you were driving the ship. Uh, We had a conversation with with Mr. Zinn. And it seems that... Well, uh, okay. We had a conversation about Victoria Silvaro, the operations director. Mm. And he wants us to try to flip her when we get back. To the storm's repose, um, not physically, and not flipping her off, which I was very uh, disappointed about. But try to make her from bad person into good person. As much as that is, uh, as we're able to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I suggested somebody suggested perhaps lev- trying to leverage the information about her being leveraged by her house to try to kill us. And he seemed to not love that idea because it would spark a house war, which kind of makes it seem like the Cole Foundation has a vest... Is, ha- it, is in a tenuous position, at, at the very least. With some house. Some imperial house. Mr. Zinn does not want a housework to start. This is fine. Mm-hmm. So if we give the Cole Foundation and, you know, allow it to be exposed, and, or what, allow it to be widely known amongst people within the Cole Foundation, 
including people whose motives we find suspect. That, that might not be a good strat. <laughs> but what does this have to do with God's deck? Because I would rather not have someone like Victoria Silvaro, or more importantly, the Silvaro family, getting their hands on something like this. <laughs> oh, okay, doggy. Not yeah. maybe don't tell her? Well, that, yes. We definitely should not tell her, but... It's just such a large organization. We don't know who has access to what information. Uh, hmm. There's also entities within the Cole Foundation we do not fully understand. Specifically, Mr. Zinn, the Archproctor. We, uh, yeah. we don't know who these individuals are. Or, or what they want. This yeah. is true. Mr. Zinn uh, is nice guy. Helped Doom uh, fill like... out uh, forms to get promotion. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. he seems like I, a Yeah, he a seems like gentleman. a... But we also don't know... What the hell he wants. Yeah, uh, what his motivations are. He said it was to help us help people. Right. You think he was lying? No. But sometimes... <laughs> sometimes what you want is... Overridden by the... Powers that you... Are... Beholden to. It, the road to ruin... Is often paved by good intentions. That's a much more succinct way to say what I said. Gotcha. Uh, how Thank long you. have we known Mr. Zen at this point? At this point, a few months. And few months. that's, and that's been mostly that because of your travel time during this whole right situation. Yeah. 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 So, And we've had a grand total of how many conversations with him? Like two, yeah. That's what I thought. So I, I think at this point, the biggest thing is not so much like what he has said he wants to do and what his intentions are. Uh, it's the fact that we really don't know this person at all. No. I can all of us could say like, Oh yeah, he said they want to do all these great things, but we, we don't know. We don't know this person. Well, that's fair. Uh, perhaps we should set up another meeting. Mm -hmm. um, and since we have, I, think pretty successfully proven ourselves we use that success to perhaps broker some information uh, some well earned and deserved information okie dokie so how about we go find black hole and drop spooky items into it then uh, I feel like because what if the black hole gains sentience yeah well, that's what not if really what there I'm seemed about. to be some yeah. i mean the, the the things, the places where these things were originally, like, had very odd characteristics about them that were seemingly in line with this whole weird God's tech thing. Hmm. So, like, I would be, you know, happy to throw it in just any ocean of any weird planet, uh, but it seemed, but perhaps the weird underwater place that the 
Annihilate? No, 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 no. The yeah, the Annihilator. Yeah, the mm-hmm. bull was inside the tree. In the yeah, the tree. It seemed that due to our experience with the uh, interactive map and the uh, whole situation on Bardia, that underwater facility was probably weird as well. Oh, okay. So, what? Uh, I'm just just checking. Are you saying that the places are weird due to the presence of those things, or they're weird to help potentially protect? I mean- I they, think the latter things. more than the former. It okay. could be both, but my my what I'm what I'm trying to say is that like these places maybe help contain these things in a way. Mm-hmm. Again, it's just a guess because it's right. yeah, see, God's deck. But I I was I would think like maybe that is only like maybe the latter is true, but only because of the former. Because like oh, big okay. tree like the the bowl, the amplifying bowl was the thing that was inside the giant tree that like grew other yeah. trees and fair. Yeah. Which oh, is then why... maybe we should put the thing back. Yeah, ooh, yeah, upsetting I, like ecology. I, Flor- Florian will absolutely. I've been I've keep meaning to slip it in, but Florian will absolutely bring up that like we will destroy that planet if we don't put that back. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Mm. Oh, that's an interesting point but that is specifically yeah. why i do not want to throw specifically the bowl into a black hole yeah oh sure. yeah shit it does, be black so bad. it does <laughs> amplify things we don't know specifically what it amplifies could be anything mike, could be everything. mike how would you have stopped us from doing that you would <laughs> have had to somehow no says who <laughs> okay sorry quick uh funny aside um my my mom listens to the show she does her best but um, she listens listen to it to late at night she gets tired you know she's gotta go to sleep i get tired while i'm recording it so she yeah. said <laughs> she said something the other day that made me laugh she was like does mike do this a lot and i am <laughs> mr burnsing it i think with with my hands is a good way to describe it and i'm like he does it in spirit. <laughs> all in tone and look. It's all in tone and look. It's the <laughs> smile and then the sip of uh, some liquid. Perhaps beer, perhaps water, perhaps coffee. a combination of the two. Yeah, perhaps coffee. Y'all can't perhaps see my hands most of the time. I'm just going to say This is that. also true. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll leave it to your imagination on whether or not I am malevolently tapping my fingertips together. <laughs> See, now I want to find out what happens if we throw this thing into a black hole. No. I mean, I kind of do, <laughs> no. too. <laughs> Just the pure chaos uh, uh, that is not uh, Oswald, but um, it's a part of my brain that is just curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yes. So, I think Florian brings up probably the best option, which is returning these items. Although the danger of that is apparent. Yeah. Um, they can be found again. Yeah. They can be found again, and also we barely made it out of Akalar uh, alive. Yeah, I would hope that I mean, we could just like the thing like, back would 
<laughs> just drop it just on the planet. chuck it into the big tree. <laughs> Hope the lizards are like, oh shit, we'll take that back in there for you. Thanks. <laughs> They'll just like uh, place it back where it belongs. <laughs> I yeah. mean, so the thing is, they found the items because of the map. Right. right. So if we get rid of the map and, we... and where those are, then potentially they wouldn't know where to find them ever again. And we did tell Mr. Zinn about the map. Mm-hmm. Yes. So potentially the problem place. of destroying stuff is not so much these items, but the map. Yeah. How even can we fix again. the problem? That we're good. But yeah, like how? How? it's still god's tech it's still beyond our comprehension we don't just know some water on it it's fine i, just I get the distinct that feeling it'd be so funny if that worked just like just the movie destroy Science. it with uh with 12 loco we've got enough that is loco a precious, the only a precious resource that we will not squander upon this <laughs> i'll buy you more you don't have to buy Thing. Just, just roll it. No, actually, we have a bunch of discretionary funds. Yeah, never mind. Let's let's dump a bunch. End of, of mission party. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I mean, I, I, uh, Amari would posit the idea that perhaps returning items is good, but the destruction of the map and the ability to locate them again might be more important. What if, because like, obviously, if I, okay, I'm putting myself, ugh, getting like really into the whole elf wizard thing. Ugh. If I were Mr. Zinn, and I was really like, good at Catan. really good at Catan, mm-hmm. um, I would be so good at it that most of my friends don't want to play it anymore. And then when mm. Elliot comes along and is friends with everybody and they want to play Catan, everyone's like, no, we can't play Catan because Cole's too good at it. And then I can't play You mean Mr. Zinn. Mr. Zinn, sorry. Hold it. It got really real for a second. Um, <laughs> if I was Mr. Zinn yes. and I had access to this map after this whole thing with the children of A-tier, I mean, the first thing I would do would be the first thing that we did when we got to the map is go to the places that we knew were attacked to see what they took and where the things were that they took, right? Mm-hmm. So what if we put the things back, but we lie and say that we didn't so that maybe they won't check? I... That I is a it's thing. a gambit. <laughs> it's certainly a gambit. They they would probably still be interested in examining this. Um, this is true. This map, and maybe so, even going to the places that could be. Yeah, I see. Could be. Although Oswald, do you think yeah. that Mister Zinn is? As wildly irresponsible as you are and would, like, try to use the time function. Hmm, I'm not sure. I've only met him twice. True. And I wouldn't call it irresponsible. I'd call it... Uh... Self-destructive, then, perhaps. <laughs> uh, Scientific. 
Thank <laughs> you, Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Breaking new ground. Ill-advised. Probably as generous as I'm going to give you. It helped, don't get me wrong. I'm just, I'm worried about you. <sighs> okay. I mean, it's not yeah. like... Hmm. Unfortunately, without destroying the map, it comes down to trusting the character of someone that we barely know. That's kind of scary. Is there a way we could... Quick cue, out of character. Do we know about... um? how deeply Oswald interfaced with that. Did you talk to us about that at all? What do you mean? Like, like um, the, like the fact that the lizards recognized you as like the Atlas user and you, that you talked to, to, to a mysterious figure. Did I, I <laughs> who is that? I heard a voice. I'm, hmm. I don't remember if I mentioned it, but I, I don't think he would hide it necessarily. Uh, then Florian will just suggest this anyway, which is, I mean, is there a way we could, like, make, I mean, hell, we don't know how to destroy it. Could we somehow make it unusable? Oswald, you were in there the longest. Do you know if you could do that? I mean, just set up like an admin password. That's kind of what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah. It's possible, but it would require us to go back and continue to poke around which as which has been stated could be potentially dangerous although i certainly wouldn't mind yeah i mean we're not operating on any sort of timetable now at this point true so and it was arguably the least dangerous place that we visited except for the whole oxygen thing (laughs) which wasn't even that bad it's very not dangerous right up until it's the most dangerous Mm. Yeah, breathing is important, I'm told. And the time thing. We'd have to be really careful about that. Well, uh, theoretically, we wouldn't be retracing uh, several weeks worth of time. So. Fair enough. Hmm. So are we suggesting going back to... Uh, let me look through my notes here. I mean, Saram, I believe? Saram. You seem to be suggesting going back to every location. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, uh, not, not Saram. No, is... Oh, Rafas. Yeah. Thank oh, you. Okay. Yeah. So we would we would have to go... <laughs> we would have be... to go back to Arlgev to go underwater to return the Annihilator. We'd have to go back yeah. to Big Tree to return the bowl and hope that the lizards don't try to uh, chow down on us. And then we'd also have to go back to Rafas. And although we haven't Rafaz been to Arlgev yet, so that could be fun. We also don't beach know episode? how dangerous it is. Beach episode. Beach episode. Is it a beach if we're on the bottom of the ocean? Anything that, can be a beach. There's sand. Yeah. There. The, be- the beach is a state of mind, honestly, more than anything. Right, like island time. Exactly. It's like island time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, now I'm starting to yeah. understand. Yes. <laughs> oh boy! So well, I it, hmm. what? Just one point uh, before we. It is possible that we could return the bowl to the fungal lizard, the muskers, I believe, is what they were mm-hmm. called. Uh, 
I don't know why, but for some reason, they didn't seem interested in tearing me apart. Uh, they seemed... I noticed some sort of recognition uh, with me. Perhaps we could use that to communicate and or return the item? Yeah. Duma will raise his hand. Yes, Duma. Why do we not just drop things off of back of ship while hovering over place? That's an interesting point, yeah. We don't want them found, but... Nobody goes to the big tree, right, Florian? Well, certainly not now. Yeah, and and even before, it was known, it was, you know, nobody goes to Big Tree. No, this is an interesting point. I'll give, I mean, I don't know about just dropping it off the back, because... Tie it to Big Rock, then toss it off back. (laughs) We can do that. I mean, so the idea that hiding these things via just not putting them in a some somewhat obvious temple, but slightly to the left of them (laughs) is very good. Yeah. I mean, it worked in Breath of the Wild, man. It took me a long time to find some shit in that game. So like, and that's the thing, because the the map itself you can zoom in all you want, right? But unless you know either what you're specifically looking for or the location, you can't find it, right? Yeah. It doesn't, like, before when you look at it from the outside of it, it has highlights of the locations of not necessarily the items, but the facilities, perhaps, that may be online. I, I don't know if we got any of the specific details of that. When you but, zoomed in, yeah. you were able to zoom into the God's Tech ruins, those facilities. And you saw the aftermath of them being broken into and then rewound to see the whole deal. Right. Yeah, so even though we were watching the uh, events uh, that happened on Akalar, it still lit up as like, oh, this is the planet. This is the facility where it happened. Not necessarily... The the item's gone now, so it no longer highlights. It's just the facility is yeah. is what was recognized. Okay, cool, great, and I I I'm fine with that. Just fucking hey, we're close to Big Tree. Yeet. Is there anyone opposed to that idea? Duma is nodding like yes. Just drop them off back of ship. No landing. No mas. No fuss. I, I want to do that with the bowl. I, the Annihilator seems real fucking dangerous. Honestly, between put... the two, I think I think the bowl is way more dangerous. Actually, I mean, I was going to say, like, because Olivia, you brought up a good point about, like, maybe that's why the tree is so big. And it's like, we don't know if the lizards are going to, like, take the thing back to the OG big tree or if it's just going to make a new big tree (laughs) and the ecological repercussions of that are also (laughs) very uh, concerning. (laughs) Right. Cause that's the thing. It's like, we don't know if the lizards are like the, the, the byproduct slash guardians of this item that are just like, Oh, we have it back, return it to its proper slot in the, in the temple. Or they're just like, 
this is ours now worship we're gonna sleep on top of it yeah. and that's where we are now <laughs> yeah and we're gonna get bigger because i magnify i don't know we don't know i was just thinking yeah. about that like so did we just catch the lizards at like that size but they're just gonna keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger i hope so <laughs> terrasks have to be born somewhere it's true space terrasks they gotta get big enough that they can jump off of the planet mm-hmm yeah Oh. And that's how terrasks are made. Homegrown. Well, I suppose it all leads back to the original issue, which is that we don't fully understand these yeah. items. But there is somebody or uh, something that has at least been looking into it. The map was originally found in a dig site. Oh, yeah. That was owned by a academic facility. Yeah. Uh, it is in, the name of which is in a different notebook than the one that I have here, unfortunately. So, a college from Yagrash, which is the Ursan homeworld. Right. And it was the Volanen University of Yagrash. Thank you, Mike. Where do they get their money from? Investors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whoever the college wings and facilities are named after. <laughs> but luckily, nothing corrupt ever happens in academia. So yeah. that's true. Oh. There's one thing we know. It's all. It's all completely objective. Above board. It's for knowledge. Yeah. Altruistic, you might say. You would also know that now having completed this journey, at least to an extent, that there was an interaction you had with a certain orcish fellow about their involvement in all of this. Man, honestly, we could just give this stuff to Brother Hewn and be like, hey, you guys are like, like mostly chill. Like <laughs> if there's... If there's a dude that I've only had con two conversations with that I do trust, it's Brother <laughs> you. Because <laughs> he teleports everywhere and is magically there to provide sagely wisdom. Trustworthy. <laughs> Actually, wait, wait. Who's had conversations with Brother Hugh? I mean, yeah, technically only... You it's guys true. have only had one conversation. One. I've talked to him twice. <laughs> Florian's talked to him three times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Because you initially met oh. him on Talgon 3. Uh -huh. Oh, yes. I was there for that. Lovely chap. But yeah. But anyways. Brother Hewn seemed to be of the opinion that the interest that the Archproctor was taking in God's tech meant that he and whoever he represented weren't going to take part in it anymore. Mm. Yeah. Do we have Brother Hewn's digits? No. I thought you just sure. kind of think of him, you know. You just <laughs> envision his face and he just appears. And you, you. I mean, and I knew how to contact about, him on Talgon 3. But... <laughs> oh my god, yes. Just somebody <laughs> touch the bowl and then become Brother Hewn for a uh, second. And he did tell you that if you ever need to contact him to ask for him at an orcish monastery. Hmm. 
because he worships the great eye or something like that there's a whole yeah. orcish religion that you're only vaguely aware of yeah that's an excellent point dm yes just reiterating options yes yes it seems trustworthy the only reason i bring up the university is perhaps they have notes uh on these specific items you do know that the university was exclusively attempting to study the atlas and you don't even know if they actually ever even made it to the atlas all the stuff at the dig site would indicate they probably didn't sure i don't know that well because like there is no ancient writings of some sort of civilization that came before there's just these items right basically yeah, so it's not like they have uh, a language that they've been able to study, I don't think, to the point where they'd be like, oh, yes, you know how t- this is This is how one would operate this thing because we ha- can study the culture of whatever this lost civilization was. All we have are just these items and no well, context there's, to them. There's two big things that everybody has that indicates that there is some Ur civilization that generated God's tech. And that is a, the fact that God's tech exists and B genetics. Right? No. So like there is the knowledge that some, something existed, but there is absolutely no knowledge as to what it was. Right. There's it's no just, cultural it data. exists. Right. So without any sort of, any of that knowledge, how could you, understand what the objects are or what their intentions are yeah right yeah you don't know and there are people who have dedicated their lifetimes to studying this exact problem and some of those people were probably at the dig site on rafas as you sit here discussing this there's a chime from somewhere in the ship letting you know that the warp drives are ready to go again whenever you want them to duma will look up but then look back down at the Objects in the center of the table. All right. Should we maybe... We've discussed a lot of options. Should we maybe move on to the next thing and circle back to these? Yeah. Oh, corporate speak. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> What's our forward as path? Per, yeah. <laughs> as per yeah. our last meeting. Uh, yeah, let's go, let's pop on down to the cargo hold. I mean, or we could just, like, calm him up here. Yeah, sure, whatever works. Yeah. Duma will ask, we sitting tight for now? Or should lay in course back to Akalar to kick Bull out of back of ship? Can we make one more... Not per, per se random, but uh, one extra stop somewhere else. A more circuitous route? Yeah. Based on your location, the trip there is going to take about five, six days. Oh, Amari, okay. we're, we're not going then. to snack alar. I don't know how many times what, but, uh, <laughs> I have to tell you. It doesn't exist. It's, it's not there. real. It's flat. not real. It's just just not real. No, 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 no. I saw it on a hollow vid one time. It's real. But if you hold on to this bowl thing and you think about it real good, perhaps it could. Oh my God, manifest. Manifest snackalar. Be the snackalar you want to see in the world. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) 
This is definitely some Grawl territory that I would love <laughs> if you were here, but he's not, so we can't. But um, Mari just like some deep part of me. <laughs> Duma could set in a course for Akalar that uses a less traditional route. Okay. To avoid any intersections where you might meet mm. unfavorable parties. Might take you a little bit longer to get there, but you could absolutely do that. I yeah, I again I we're not operating on any supposed timeline, so it's true. Not to be like uh, tweedling our thumbs about making a decision or anything, but I don't see any need for extreme haste in this situation. Okay. Uh, Duma will head off then and start laying in a course. Thank you, he won't necessarily like hit the go button just yet, but he'll figure out where y'all need to go to get back to Akalar in a non-obvious crossroads fashion. Meanwhile, you, using the intercom, call Harcourt up to the mess? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Pretty quick, he troops up. He has divested himself of his combat gear, leaving it behind somewhere. He's dressed in cargo pants and a gray t-shirt. Again, he's this burly individual, clearly ex-Marine, a little bit longer than standard Legion cropped hair. He's got these dark brown eyes and you can see just the the hints of this elaborate back tattoo peeking up from just below the collar of his shirt he'll look between the four of you and give a nervous glance over at the god's tech in the middle of the table (laughs) so we're all going to take a turn no um we're gonna play spin the bottle (laughs) it's a it's a russian roulette (laughs) yeah that's a little bit closer i'm not kissing Um, any of you What's up? We'd like your input on a few things. Uh, yeah, I figured a conversation like this was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to do it, I- I'd rather it be a gun. I don't want an airlock. If it's oh my you. Oh, oh God. No. What? Wait, do you think we're going to kill you? No, no, that's not. We would not. It's not really our bag. <sighs> wow. All right. My guy, we are part of an organization. <laughs> like, he doesn't know what Do that you want means. to talk about it? He'll, like, shoot a glass over at Amari and then yeah. look back to well, you. I mean, and based go. on the company. And, <laughs> and I do what I did, which is like a super exaggerated neck crane at Amari. <laughs> like, what, fuck, are they... you okay? Me? I mean, clearly I this okay? guy's not. I mean, he fucking joined a terrorist organization. But, like, yeah. shit, guys. Was... Well, to answer your um, question, no, I don't really want to talk about it. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Hmm. Um. So, so where do you want to be let off? <laughs> Is that... That's it? I mean, we're mm. not cops. We're not cops, but also this dude is a terrorist and does need to atone for killing people. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Like, yeah. Like, while I do realize that he has turned over a new leaf and realized he has done wrong, does not forgive his act. Yeah. Restorative justice has not been achieved here. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. But like, I mean, you can you can have 
things they can do, but they, they, there needs to be uh, at least some sort of ramifications for his actions and not just uh, welcome to Akalar 2. Welcome to Snackalar. You know, you run the convenience shop. Oh, n- no, we're yeah, we're not taking him to Akalar either. Like, you stay the hell away from my planet. Well, he'll be killed if he is brought back there, but are we going to explain that that's sort of where we're at? Yeah, I I would like to ask Harcourt what his intentions like are like without us around. Now that he knows we're not throwing him out of a ship. Yeah. Into the vacuum of space. What? Mike, I made that joke out of character. (laughs) It's what he was thinking. I mean, yeah. it's, it's fair. Five minutes ago, I was pretty sure I was going to die, so now, and he'll shrug, I don't know. I mean, I'm sort of, i got nowhere to be, got no family, no friends to speak of. Anyone who might have called me a friend once won't anymore, so I guess if I'm Am I free to go? Mm. That's a no. So I, 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 I do not want to posit the whole. Hey, join, join the uh, the Cole Foundation, and that's how you're going to give back to society. I, I, I don't want to put that on the table if that's yeah. not anything that anyone's keen on. Or I think that would be I will, up to the Cole Foundation, yeah. and and right. also out of out of character. If we are trying to maybe keep our plans on the DL, I don't think giving them someone who knows what went down is a good idea. Yeah. I mean, it took like, what, 15 minutes for us to flip this (laughs) We're not even the good team, too. I know we rolled real well, but like... (laughs) Yeah, we flipped him so easy. He was very clearly had... uh, mixed feelings about the whole situation. If he'd been a true believer, you think that would have even been possible. That's fair, but also, you know, like, he might, he could very well be easily convinced that giving them information about what we've been planning is is the best thing to do. Yeah. Right. Okay, so here's the thing. We, is we don't know if he's interested now in just entirely self-preservation or, or not. So it's like, does he want to be part of a team or, or does he want to just uh, do his time? I guess. I, I, I don't know. But he's, then again, I don't know. He's if standing right in front of you to be a part of it. Yeah. Oh, anyone else's thoughts? I don't, I don't want to be the only one being like, yeah, let's I mean, ask him to do these things or, or yeah. what. Here's where Nobody... I stand. Yeah, go for it. I I figure I probably owe you all. If not for... He'll give it another glance at Mari, but then look at the, the rest of you. If not for everything you've done for me, I would be either in the belly of a lizard or getting roasted by those chucklefuck mercenaries. Yeah, probably. So, if there's any way I can repay that, I mean, do you need an extra gun? 
That noise is in character. Because <laughs> that's all I'm good for. All right. I, there's someone on the Coal Foundation that I need you to take out. No! <laughs> You think you think that this chuckle fuck could go toe to toe with Axel Amandito? Axel Amandito. Like, hey, hey, I'm not fool. saying toe to toe. I'm talking hanging out on a roof way over there while he's schmoozing. Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, no, uh, I would never. Yeah, can you? Hey, here's how you can atone for your sins. Assassin, kill a guy. Fuck, he's a dick. <laughs> Don't worry nothing. about it. You're he's doing the galaxy a favor. He's not he's, a dick. He's, he's the worst. Can you do it? Can you do a hit for us, please? Yeah. It turns <laughs> oh, out we're bad people, too. And by we, I mean me. Don't worry. It's not political or anything. <laughs> Amari just hates this. <laughs> Highly personal. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. There's no big ideological causes involved. Yeah. It's pure <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. That's funny. Uh, no, of course not. Well... Um, if not that, uh, I mean, I'm good at following orders. Uh, I'm sure there's janitorial duty on on the storm's repose. Um, fuck. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the uh, crime and punishment system within the current. Galaxy, yeah, I, think, I think we established like, it's not very like standardized. It's like depends where you are and who you've crimed against. Yeah. Right. So, so like if we handed him this... over to the weird governor, it would be oh, something dead. different than if we handed him over the hegemony, which I'm not putting those up as options. I'm just saying like those are the two people I'm sure he like that would be like, oh yeah, we'll make an example out of this dude, which like I also don't want. The Cole Foundation stance on um, terrorists and uh, <laughs> possible war criminals. Um, Both are bad. Yeah. Hot take from the Cole Foundation. Terrorism but is bad, how, actually. How do they how do they deal with that traditionally? Like traditionally, they would if they came into the possession of an individual who was considered a criminal by a larger galactic power. Assuming, well, they, first off, they would have their lawyers look it over because they have those. And if it right. seemed like a legit cause, they would turn them over to whatever government was probably on that person's case because they are, for all intents and purposes, a neutral party not looking to make beef with a government of any kind. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> by turning him over to the Cole Foundation, we would essentially be turning him over to the hegemony. If you were uh, straight yeah. about who he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that being said, turning him over to the hegemony uh, is not entirely keeping with the keeping it on the down low. So uh, there, I I do not know who in the hegemony knows about uh, the. All of this. All I have is a single communication from a a personal contact in the government. Amari, you so. would believe, as opposed to the Baron of Saram, who would probably make an example of this guy, the hegemony would probably just make him disappear. 
Because they want all of this swept under the rug. Yeah. Man, all this magic and future, and (laughs) we still got shitty punitive systems, eh? Uh, No, they'd make him magically disappear. There we go. Just like Nasir. Oh, they play blood sport on that planet too, right? So just like, oh, go hunt this guy. Most dangerous game. (laughs) It's actually a death race. Mm. Oh, it's the running man. Oh, wait. Okay, actually, maybe we should. (laughs) Let's put this guy in the Thunderdome. I think he'd hold his own. Let's place bets. Oh, Oh, yeah, you didn't know this, but uh, the uh, uh, Tina Turner is is on the hegemony. Oh, nice. Yeah. And yet you won't let us go to Vastplane. You don't. You haven't. You just keep enticing, enticing us with your many children and Tina Turner. And yeah, I mean, you know for a fact there are ex legion and military folk among the Cole Foundation. Amari, you're one of them. So Mm -hmm. a place could be found for someone of his background. Now, if it ever got out that he was a part of the Children of Atier. Obviously, that's not on, like, his resume or anything. Yeah. And you already knew that you didn't have a list of people that were a part of that organization beforehand. So, like, I don't think anyone's going to recognize this fool, necessarily. That's a fair point. Uh, the, the, th- the, the video footage on uh, Saram, right, was not mm-hmm. of him, nope. correct? Okay, so insane. there's no, like... There was one specific like individual that was visible. Yeah, and an, uh, an ex-imperial marine got ID'd on Saram, but it wasn't Harcourt. Okay, no. just making sure. Um, the so only really is nothing. The again, circling back to our main problem, the only way to really know that Harcourt was part of any of this is to use the map, like we did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although, so my, my, my biggest, the biggest hiccup for me in terms of him applying to the Cole Foundation is that if we show back up with him in tow and say, hey, I know that some people know that we just got back from this mission where we were trying to uh, find and take care of a terrorist group that's made of ex-Dominion and Imperial soldiers. Um, Hey, we have an ex-Imperial soldier with us completely unrelated. It's, it's a weird, funny coincidence. We could tell you the story, but it's, it's it's too long. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. We have a way around that. We have the, the bat cave uh, essentially that they oh then he just out in. sort of lives there well, no hang on we have to contact them. no we'd have to contact mr zinn or someone up above to get him a place within the foundation with a completely like clean record we'd have to call in favors with people yeah but i don't so uh, my solution to this problem is <sighs> wow theme episode of trusting a character of people we barely know is that we dump his ass somewhere where he can go to the Cole Foundation himself completely unrelated to us and try to join. I mean, that's fair. Again, if that's a thing he wants to do. Yeah. 
what is the uh like what's the hiring process like mike for for uh, this aid organization we that we yeah we should for? all know yeah it's just an application process essentially there is a battery of interviews uh some of you had just a single interview some of you had several and if the Cole Foundation decides they have a place for you, you get assigned to one of these large ships like the Storm's Repose, and then you get assigned duties aboard that ship, and then you do the work. Yeah. And, and I lied about being an unclanned elf, so I'm sure it's, like, super easy to, like, lie and about I was I was just about to say, and technically, either their background checks are not that good... Or they're actually kind of okay with the at loose terrorist label. <laughs> also a good point. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Mr. Actually, Zim yeah. Mm-hmm. Told you in the past that the Coal Foundation key is has an eye for uh, acquiring people that have potential to do good. Okay. So, but what if they're just like, no, we don't, we we don't accept you. You have no potential to do good. Yeah. That's depressing. Yeah. So I mean, I'm okay with uh, the potential for adding this individual to the organization to hopefully redeem uh, himself, but. I yeah, I, I don't want I don't want to put that on the table if that's not what anyone else is like thinking. So and I think it's an excellent idea. My only other sim- similar vein would be would be to take him back to Saram and say like, okay, you are going to be a good person on this planet and help rehabilitate some of the like help undo some of the harm you've caused. Right. The only and the problem with that is uh, the governor who feels like he was the doesn't know who he is. If he finds out, though, that's the only problem. Hey, Harcourt, don't tell them you were a terrorist. (laughs) Can do. Yeah, but like I, you know, if there's anywhere he would be recognized as a terrorist, it would be one of the locations that he attacked as a terrorist. Yeah, I just, I don't know that, like, yeah, I don't know that keeping him close is a good idea, but and I'm willing to be outvoted in that. Like, it's not a hard... If, if, we, if we do the circuitous method of having him join the Cole Foundation, he wouldn't necessarily get assigned to the Storm's Repose, even. Mm-hmm. But it could be advantageous to have another person within our midst who is like-minded. So... Here's the other thing. If we're worried about the timing of this person wanting to join, we have a discretionary fund. We can give them a portion of it to go, hey, go just lay low for a while and then uh, attempt to join. And we're going to hold you to this. You know, you're a person of your word. We're trusting you on this as a, 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 a token of good faith, right? We we also brought in Kala, uh, mm-hmm. who, legally speaking, their introduction to the Cole Foundation was dubious at best. 
Well, right. the, the more difference, of like a refugee yeah, the difference with Kala is that she didn't kill a bunch of people. Yeah, she was maybe guilty just, of criminally negligent one. homicide of one person. <laughs> we don't know how many people may have uh, been injured uh, in the uh, the great battle of uh, the job fair. Intent that's, is important. That's yes. most. That's not just Kala's fault. That's no. We we have a lot of that. Kala's fault. We it's all Kala's fault. We, we didn't say anything. We're the responsibility involved. on that one. It's less the timing I'm concerned about with Harcourt and more the proximity, if you know what I mean. I just it's literally just us bringing him with us onto the ship that <laughs> that which I'm saying we don't do. Let's, let's not do that. Let's okay. put, let's give him some money. Let's just figure out a way that's non-traceable uh like taking out the money and putting it in nfts and then giving it to him oh, don't Fucking... bring the specter of nfts onto this <laughs> podcast i'm doing it to make fun of them and how stupid they are oh, the archive actually trades in nfts no <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't it was though. founded on nfts a long time ago the archive is an nft yeah. <laughs> the archive doesn't actually exist uh, it's it's just, on the blockchain. It's non fungible. <laughs> well, here's the thing you know, the NFT at one point gained sentience and then started oh. eating all of the other ones, and then here we are. Terrifying. The archive actually is uh, the NFT, is its motto, and that's notions freely traded. There you go. <laughs> well, um, behind someone in there, just some parts. Ignore me. Yeah, so. I, I I don't think we should bring him with us okay. upon returning at all. That's okay. going to be I'm, like. I'm glad we're all on the same page about that. Yeah. So I think we could set this individual up with some finances to get them uh, taken care of for a, a short period of time. And by short, I mean, I don't know, a month or two to then get them to then sign up. And if they don't make it in to become employed by the coal foundation. Then at that point we try and figure out what we're going to do because you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't see this person as like our responsibility per se, but I would like to hold uh, him accountable. Yeah, for sure. Okay. What does Harcourt think of this idea? Are you, uh, as of right now, I was sort of working under the assumption that this conversation was all happening out of character. So I wasn't uh, again, right? Like we're kind of slipping in and out. Um, no, I assume this is all table talk. I mean, we are not using our character voices, so yeah. um, that's true. It's a fair assumption. Okay, but Harcourt, Harcourt, we have a couple options. Seeing as you have a particular set of skills, there are places for you uh, within the Coal Foundation, and there are places that you can help with your skills now we're not saying that we could take you back right now and we're not saying we can guarantee you a position but it's the most obvious way that you can help give back and he'll slowly nod and then nod a little bit more vigorously before he says yeah yeah coal foundation that sounds uh yeah i could i could, I could work that that's uh no. That's those people trying to put the sh pieces of the shattering back together, yeah? Mm-hmm. No sides. Just helping people. Uh, yeah, I like that. 
Um, okay. Maybe if I drop me off, maybe at Efri Yag, Jin World, neutral, make my way from there. Come at it sideways yeah. so you're not seen dragging me back like some kind of wounded dog. Agreed. Yes, sounds agreeable. <sighs> well, that's uh, it's more than I probably deserve, honestly. I was expecting to get strung up back on Akala or made an example of on Saram. This is... And he'll look you dead in the eyes, Amari. This is more than I deserve. No, it's not really about what people deserve. It's about doing good. And this is that. And he'll cast a nervous glance over at the gods' tech. Just, if you could do me one solid... Throw that shit into a fucking sun. Uh, No, we talked about that. The sun (laughs) might gain sentience, and that's bad. Would it be sentience? Sentience? It would be sentience. It would be sentience. This is my superpower, and I am really sad that that is my superpower. The worlds they were on didn't gain sentience, so why would a sun? Power. Just cool sun power. How about... You let us handle. That's fair. That place. I just think they've caused enough trouble is all. Agreed. If you need me, I'll be downstairs. And he departs. Over the intercom, Duma will say, There is a course set in whenever we are ready to go. Let's do it. Hit it, Duma. Okay. Shay, you have enough time to get to the deprivation tank if you want to. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Getting into the wizard's isolation unit, the navigator space, you are completely shut off from the sensation of the void slipping past the Tiresian, and there is just stillness and calm with no alien sensations rippling about you. Uh, It's really nice. Oswald and Florian, on the other hand, it happens again. It's less intrusive. It seems to be fading. And each subsequent jump from here, it becomes less and less noticeable. Hmm. Huh. Weird. On your seventh or eighth jump, after about a day's worth of travel, 26 standard hours, you've all managed to get a rest clean yourselves up a little bit, begin to decompress from the insanity that was Awari 6. When you jump into an unassuming system, again, relatively uninhabited and only useful for the fact that it is a safe space where ships can warp into on their way to somewhere else, there are millions of little stop-off points like this across the galaxy. Just safe spots in space where the navigators in some far distant corner of the past found a safe route across the galaxy using warp points. When you arrive here, some of you in the navigator's positions, others others of you elsewhere on the ship doing your own thing, there is a bit of an alert that comes over the shipboard comm system, which Shay, you would be in the closest position to get to this situation when Duma says, 
we are being hailed? Freak. What? And Duma will, <laughs> like, turn and look over at the little capsule that you're coming out of, and he'll just, like, point over at the, the comm board, which he's not sitting at. But you can Ooh, see that there's a light blinking. Uh, <laughs> Starship Enterprise, Lieutenant Uhura. No. Uh, Tiresian. Uh, and a voice will say, Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, what's up? Hello? And also, who is this? This is the Phantom Queen. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Hello? If you're getting this signal, my ship has lost power. Hello? Ugh, why can't you hear me? Kind of trying to mess around with the comms a little bit. I I can see your ship at the warp point, but I I'm I'm drifting. If you can hear this, I something has happened in my warp drive. I'm I'm unsure what. Hello? Uh why can't I get a message through? We are in warp right now? No, you've exited warp, warp, yeah. Oh thank God. Um <laughs> oh, no. Oswald to the we bridge. Be, I think we would just just be like, no, we're we're leaving. We're going immediately. <laughs> I didn't hear shit. Leave. <laughs> uh, Shay, you you called. Oh God, that was yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's someone hailing us, but I ca- I can't seem to get a message through to them. It's oh, interesting. Um, perhaps I should take a look. And glancing at the comm relay, it really does seem like. Whoever this is, is just spouting off into space, and they don't seem to be receiving any callbacks. You don't know why. Something's wrong with their ship. The signal? Can we see the ship? Uh, Duma will pull up some visuals and scanning around. Eventually, he will find the silhouette of a relatively small vessel. It's maybe half the size of the Tiresian. Uh, tough to see, except for these red running lights that are running over the top and the bottom of the the vessel. It appears to be some kind of light transport of the kind that these things are a dime a dozen in the Dragon's Wake. Independent contractors of every shape and size have ships of this description used to ferry themselves around the galaxy doing whatever businesses they do. Small mercenary teams, independent contractors of every shape and description. You don't know exactly what this ship might be capable of, but it's not a big ship. Can we do a full scan of of that ship? Yeah, I was going to say, Florian comes around about this point and is like, let's scan the fuck out of that ship. Because the last one had a vampire on it. Yeah, the last one had a vampire on it and that sucked. And that one was also way bigger than this one. It's true. But this could be some sort of small little like decoy. This is the bait. And then the pirates come in. Mm. True. Very true. Uh, using Sorry, the space pirates. That's true. Oh. Using the prodigious scanners of the Tiresian, you could quickly determine that there appears to only be one life form aboard the ship. And based on some of your scans, it does look like they don't have main power. You don't know, Hmm. you can't diagnose the problem. 
Right. But just based on exterior scans, it looks like they're running on emergency power. Y- yeah. Let's help Let's out, go. I guess. And there's nobody yeah. else in the uh, in the area? Mm-mm. Should Harcourt hide? I don't know. Mm. I don't know Very if we're going to necessarily be like docking with this other like ship to give them Very power. We should or hide the gods tech. Yosh. That's just our bull. That's our cereal bull. Stash <laughs> that in somebody's room. But do not put cereal in it. We don't know what will happen. Cereal in it. We could crunchitize everything. <laughs> or it could be the best bowl of cereal any of us have ever tasted. We'll never know Mr. unless we try. <laughs> Taste God. <laughs> Just all four of us eating out of it, crying silently. It's so beautiful. I have tasted the face of God. <laughs> I think I'll have another. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so stashing away the God's tech and Harcourt makes himself at least a little unobtrusive. Mm-hmm. And you quickly close the distance between the Tiresian and this ship apparently called the Phantom Queen. Can I throw a tarp over Tux, too? Sure. Oh, oh, yeah. Now there's a hey, big, lumpy, mech-shaped <laughs> pile in All the cargo hold. It's, 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 it's a mech. Great, yeah. cool. We run security. I just don't want them recognizing it to a certain That's degree. Fair. Right. Oh, I got you. Okay. I was yeah. like, the space pirates are going to know it's a mech. Yeah. <laughs> As you get closer... The transmission from the Phantom Queen uh, says as much. The voice says, oh, I see you getting closer. Thank you. Thank you. Please. I think uh, any any extra power supplies or help repairing my ship would be greatly appreciated. If this is a trap. It's very elaborate. I, I will start I mean, it's, docking it's procedures not- if you if you please. I don't know how else we can manage this. And you will see a, 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 a ring of little lights uh, lighting up on the bottom of the Phantom Queen, kind of indicating where the docking situation is. Can I just do a quick, just a real quick search on the archive of Phantom Queen and see if that comes up anything relevant? Uh, yeah, roll me a d20. Yeah. A two? Yes, it is. You find a lot of references to Fae stuff. Uh, um. Yeah, that was where my brain went when you said the name. So that makes sense. Apparently the the Queen of the Court of Air is sometimes referred to as the Phantom Queen. But so are the queens of every other court. Sometimes. Nothing specifically to do with this ship. And none of our scans have turned up anything? Besides that there's a single person on this ship and the fact that they are running on emergency power, there's nothing much else to tell. It's a pretty standard right. light transport. You think it's been... S- in this- oh, go ahead. Uh, you think it's been slightly modified due to the fact that it's got those like odd red running lights on the top and the bottom of it? Because those they seem to be just uh, for making the ship look cool. They don't seem to serve a purpose. <laughs> Radical. They're gamer oh, lights for gamers. Gamer yeah. lights for gamers and all that. But, mm-hmm. but, hmm. 
Which one was red? <laughs> this is super a trap, you guys, out of character. Oh, of course. Like, oh, of course. yeah, like, for sure. This is like, not my notebook. Anybody remember what court red was? Court of fire? 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 Okay. That can't be it. Nah, it's too obvious. That yeah, can't be it. Too <laughs> obvious. <laughs> they want us to think. Yeah, we can't. We can't tell that there's any. I don't know how we'd tell if there's any fae meddling in the the framework of the ship. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. look particularly fae in nature. Yeah. Based on the outline of the ship, you would say it is a fairly standard Vorpal Corp light transport. Very standard. Again, with some slight modifications to look cool. (laughs) Fairy standard. That's Um, Uh, all right. Let's let's spring this trap and see what's going on. Yeah, Uh, yeah. (laughs) We're the best D and D player. We're the best tabletop players. (laughs) (laughs) Some attitude adjustments. The Tiresian can basically dock with this ship to the point where you'd be. Having to do a weird little corkscrew when you walk through the umbilical that will attach the two airlocks so that when you walk towards their ship, you have to basically walk onto the ceiling before Mm -hmm. you get onto their ship because that's which way down would be on their ship. No, more gravity nonsense. We're not. It's all gravity nonsense. It's all gravity nonsense all the way down or up. Exactly. <laughs> Upways, sideways, downways, slantways. All you move windershins and eventually you get right way down. Mm. Yes. Mm. Mm. Science. But yeah, the two basically umbilicals come out of your ships and latch onto each other. And there's a weird middle bit between your two ships where there is no gravity. But if you uh, seal that uh, because her ship was ready to do it, you, yeah, connect with the Phantom Queen. Are you going over there? Or are you waiting for whoever this is to come over to you? Should oh, we man, meet halfway? Worse? Should we meet in the umbilical? Meet me in the umbilical. <laughs> the hottest club. <laughs> uh, and who's all going to meet this individual? All of us? I think. Uh, I, sh- I mean, yeah, I'm. Let's see, I'm gonna go. I know Duma's, they didn't actually hear me on the comms, but <laughs> Duma's gonna stay on the bridge in case something dramatic needs to happen really, really quickly. That's good a idea. good idea. And he'll say the code word is owl bear. Chicken wing. Oh wait, no. <laughs> owl bear. Love a good owl bear. Cute little yeah. buggers. Nothing. In the Dragon's Wake, Owl's Bear are about the size of raccoons. They consistently get oh. into trash cans. Yes. And they're adorable. <laughs> they're marketable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. They're Much like the Emma. red pandas of this universe. Yes. <laughs> they're so oh, dumb. They're cute. <laughs> I was going to say, that are means... they also like bear cats and they smell like popcorn? They smell like garbage popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is, as we all know, the everything's a cycle. Yep. <laughs> all stories right. are told <laughs> across many times in universes. Hey, you guys, what if time is a circle, man? Whoa. 
as anyways into the umbilical (laughs) as the four of you gather there there is like the the telltale hisses of pressure equalizing and the four of you are going to cross this into the phantom queen i'm taking i'm taking a strong caboose in this shit Okay. Strong caboose. Who, yeah. Who's leading okay, the way, Okay, man with gun. Yeah, I'll go first. <laughs> I'm not okay. going to lead with gun, okay? I am here to You're ensure to yourself. Oh, and actually, it does make sense for Shay to go first. If I mean, again, this is clearly obviously a trap, but if it's not, I'm an engineer. Hmm. Okay. Getting to the end of the umbilical, you reorient yourself so your feet will be facing down when you enter the Phantom Queen's airlock. And when you do, you see that there is a a slight paneled window looking through the airlock of like thick quartz aethite so that you can see straight into the ship from where you are. And beyond is pretty dark with some faint red lights in there. And backlit by some of those red lights is a form just on the other side of the door. Yeah. He seems to knock a few times. Gung, gung, gung. On the metal of the door. Yeah. Hey, this is uh, the crew of the Tiresian. And a voice from the other side says, uh, he- Hello? Uh, a crew of the Tiresian, is it? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't wish to offend you, but um, do you come in peace? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> wow, way so convincing. <laughs> convincing. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, yes, we come Don't in peace. Don't worry, are... they sound like that all the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, gen, a gen Z. It's just like how I sound. Yes, uh, anything we can do to help you. Uh, we also are work for an aid organization, so, you know, anything we can even, like, maybe tow you back to something? I don't know. Uh, we'll help any way we can. We have snacks. All right, but if this is a trap, I will be very cross. Oh, you know what's so funny? We also kind of thought this might be a trap, so that's hilarious. And we're also going to be super upset if this is a trap. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) uh, One moment, I'll get the door open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. And there's a a hissing and a (laughs) (laughs) And the airlock door moves upward into the ceiling. It doesn't swing. It simply, like, moves up into the ceiling. And... You see, lit by dark red light, but now awash with your own lights that you're bringing across, is an old Midrian woman. Albeit an old Midrian woman who stands nearly seven feet tall, and she's very clearly hunching a little bit. She has long gray hair that is speckled with black that is tied back in a long ponytail that falls to the middle of her back, and she has completely black eyes. And she is dressed in what looks like a very elaborate, although very homemade dress that comes down to about her mid-calf, revealing some very heavy-duty work boots that she's wearing. And the 
sleeves of her dress are rolled up past the elbows. And there is a lot of scarring along her forearms and hands. Little nicks and cuts of workaday life aboard a ship. And she will look down at all of you, uh, except for Florian, who she's almost on eye level with. And she'll say, Oh, thank the gods. I've been stuck out here for nearly two turns. Oof. Please, please. Uh, any aid you could provide would be greatly appreciated. I'm not quite sure what's wrong with the old girl, but any help you can offer, I will take. Uh, please, welcome aboard the Phantom Queen. Uh, my name is Babd Morakan. Welcome. Welcome to the Phantom Queen. <laughs> And as you enter, looking <laughs> around, leave. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a beautiful name! <laughs> anyway, I'm an engineer. Let me see what I can do. <laughs> as you this, as you yeah. enter the ship, determined to help this sweet old woman who you found adrift mm-hmm. in the middle of space. Yeah. What happens here, and what happens? Once you help an old woman who you've conveniently found in the middle of space, we'll have to figure out what happens next time. Gosh, I can't wait. Because as always, you can find us online at matcomrpg on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email us at materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at cryoutolivia. I am always there talking about D&D and other rpgs and also just a lot of other nerd stuff so come hang out you can find me on twitter at elliot c lewis i'm an illustrator and graphic designer doing a lot of tabletop rpg and other fan art you can also support me on patreon and coffee links to both of those are in my twitter profile you can find me at the readamus on instagram and twitter where i post jokes and lots and lots of photos of nature so come check it out And you cannot find me on social media, but what you can do is support our show by rating and reviewing it on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Please, please, please do so. Indeed, and finally, you can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram at MKGorgoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things material components. But as always, the world is chaos, so please, be kind to each other. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.